in this episode, folks, we still have Kirby with us, and uh, we're talking about assignments. Assignments is perhaps the pain for every student, but also for every teacher. We forget that the teachers have to correct it, have to assign it, have to collect it, have to correct it, and have to return it. But where we left off is an opportunity for uh, for weighing in on the idea of can we use multimodal approaches to doing an assignment that historically has been done in a particular way? Chris, do you have any thoughts on this? So I, I think back to when I took a sports journalism class in college and uh, the class had a mix of people that were interested in being in print media, in radio, and in television. And for this particular assignment, we went to a basketball game and had to cover that basketball game, and we were on deadline. And the way that worked was you could write it for print, you could write it for radio, or you could write it for TV. Uh, now, just because facilities weren't available to everybody to get in and do everything, uh, if you were doing the radio or TV version, you could uh, take a couple of shortcuts so it didn't have to be fully produced, but you had different parameters for each one of those assignments. So the writing one, the, the print one had a word count that you had to hit and couldn't exceed, and radio and TV had time uh, constraints that you had to fall within. And what was really good about that is, one, you gave students the opportunity to do an assignment that fit the direction that they were headed. Uh, and you got to really think about how you were going to approach that. And I thought that was really good. So, you know, kind of taking that out to that next step, I think, you know, especially if you're talking about something that, you know, might be a history class or a psychology class where uh, this may be, you know, really easy to start incorporating, you know, some of these more multimedia type presentations or things along those lines. I think that's really good. And, you know, one of the other things that, like, I really love the idea of is, is there a way to take something and make a speech out of it, for example, uh, because speak, speaking is something that, that gives a lot of people a lot of anxiety, but it's incredibly important. And giving a really good persuasive speech uh, can be a really good challenge for people and uh, really helps boost that confidence if they can do it well, too. And, you know, the other part that I like about this concept is... Um, you know, especially if you're going outside of the English literature world, uh, you, you may have instructors that are absolutely subject matter experts in their area, but they may not necessarily be subject matter experts in the nuances of grading an essay, for example, and getting into the weeds of, of grammar and things like that. So, are there ways that they could assess better? Yeah, maybe. Kirby, what are your thoughts on this? I think a lot of college instructors are still married to the idea of the academic essay. And there's a whole 
slew of new mediums that are coming up every year where students are more likely to write in those new mediums. One of the things that some instructors have done is I assign my 6,000 word essay, but I also want you to, at the very end of the process with your essay, I want you to boil that down to a Twitter post. Now you have, what is Twitter, 250 words? You have or, uh, 250 characters, I believe. So now you have a much different constraint, but this is, again, I hesitate to use the, the term real world, but this is more real world writing that, that they're going to be able to see. Providing flexibility also provides access to more students. The more options that we can give students, so long as those options are equitable among students, you're going to have higher retention rates because, yes, I, I may struggle with, with anxiety and public speaking, but if I were offered a different way to approach that assignment that still met the same learning outcomes, then I would have equitable access to the learning materials while still achieving the overall goals of the class. So let's try to wrap up the subject of assignment in, in the current woe of our, of our year and potentially the, our future is humans and our assignments versus the availability of artificial intelligence or even contractors that you can pay to write you anything from a one pager to a to a whole book uh, and do the research for you and do the MLA and APA formatting that is needed. Let, let's unpeel this. Uh, what do you folks think about it? How do you think it should be incorporated? Do you think it is our worst nightmare? I want to hear from both of you. What are your thoughts? I think the the biggest thing from the instructor side, if if students are going to be using AI tools, the instructor needs to have some kind of an AI statement within their syllabus to say, to what extent are you allowed to use AI tools without breaching academic integrity? For my classes, especially English 110, I tell my students that if they plan to use AI, they have to cite it because it's technically an outside source. They need to cite where they used AI tools to help them write their paper, and they have to explain in a footnote, here is how I use the tool. Again, the, the ideas should be theirs, but if... If the tool is going to do most of the work for them, then that feels like a breach of academic integrity. Well, and I think, too, part of it is you have to know how to use a tool well. Um, you know, you can give me a, a hammer, nails, saw, drill, and all of that sort of stuff, but I'm not going to be able to build a house with it. Some people could. Um, because they know how to <laughs> they know how to properly use that tool, and you know anyone that has experimented with with AI 
has probably seen that depending on how you prompt the AI, you can get wildly different results from that. And you still have to be able to understand, you know, how do I take the good from the bad? How do I, how do I funnel it down to exactly what it is that I'm trying to do? So, uh, you know, to, to some extent, and I'm a, uh, I'm a believer of AI. I, I like it. I use it regularly, but I also know that I have to really give it a good look because I can also tell the people on social media, for example, that are using AI and they're not putting in the work because it doesn't sound human. It doesn't sound the way most people talk. So there, there is that, how do we, you know, make sure we learn how to use this tool. And I think that is, that comes from everything else that we're doing in the class that comes from that, that writing, that researching, that understanding, that critical thinking to be able to take that and use that and use it well. So, uh... Let's wind it to a final point for, for Chris, Kirby. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, so if, if we were to leave the listener with three final, conclusive, summative ideas regarding assignments, what should they be in potentially inclusive of the future of assignments? I think for starters, uh, one main point here is options provide access. Students appreciate having different ways that they can approach different assignments. If I'm more of a creative person and you tell me that the only assignments that we'll do throughout this entire course are exams, I'm probably not going to have as much interest in this course unless you told me we'll do exams, but there's also this bigger presentation project where there are a lot more creative avenues. So choice and options improve student access. Chris, that parallels an example you gave in your uh, composition class in your first year at uh, DePaul, right? The- yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I think that's that's really key because I, I took, you know, most freshmen had to take a, a very sort of intro to college writing class. And I wrote scholarly pieces about rap music and, and things of interest uh, because I had a very punk rock looking instructor who was awesome. Uh, and that was fun. I had another friend taking it from a different professor at the same time that wrote about nothing but Shakespeare and hated it. So, uh, <laughs> not Shakespeare, hated the experience. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, so it, it also, you know, we talk about the options providing, you know, access. And, and I think, you know, from a retention standpoint, too, if you are engaging your students and, and giving them an opportunity to do things that, that they are enjoying. And it's still, you know, checking those boxes of scholarly work, then I think there's a ton of value in it. 
Yeah, I also think assignments are perhaps wrongly perceived as a chore that we push our students toward and, and we, we, we force our faculty to give out. And in reality, it's, it's beyond the practice. It's also a mindset. It's also a honing of skills. So if we focus them on the outcome of outcomes of the class, then they fit in really well and they, and they make sense and they then allow us to have that diverse, rich diversity that students are looking for. With that said, folks, that was another episode of Let's Talk Ed with uh, Kirby Lund and uh, Chris Ford. And uh, in this series, we talked about assignment. We probably bored you with assignments, but assignments are essential to uh, higher education. They're essential to education. And uh, we think that there's a different way to think about them. There's a different reason why we need to have them available to our students. This is Let's Talk Ed again. Find us wherever you reach uh, your podcasts or right here on YouTube. Ring the bell.